On today's episode of Octal FM, I chat with Gelada about his experiences with the anime series Code Geass. Hello and welcome to the episode of Octal FM. I'm Sefran. And I'm Gelada. And we're back today with another anime episode. Mm. Um, this one has been a little bit of a longer time in the coming because it's a much longer series this time. Um, yeah. This is your longest one to date, I believe. It is the um, longest to date. But you've gotten through it and you've managed to stick to your deadline just. Just. Um, <laughs> <laughs> within like a day. <laughs> yeah. Didn't have to binge eight episodes at the end there, did you? No, no, not at all. Um, but today we're talking about the, the series Code Geass, mm. um, both series one and two. Yeah. Because we're in the past, I think... We've had like big wind up, which I think was two seasons, but I think the second season is significantly shorter anyway, and yes. it's less of an important one to watch because it's not like a complete story. It's sort of more or less like a event of unfurling. With Code Gears, it feels like to me that you kind of have to watch both series to get the full experience of the story, and I'm sure you're going to yeah. agree with that one. Yeah, but this one was one that I recommended to you because it's one that I watched as it came out, and I didn't realize this until we started talking about the nose. 13 years ago yeah um <laughs> you feel old <laughs> yeah i do it makes me feel pretty old uh, i must admit um but it's a series i remember very fondly uh and i think it's got mm. a, a really good strong like legacy to it within the anime community it did some mm. really cool things back in the time of its release and i thought it was something that you would enjoy as well because it was a little bit different to what you'd watched so far Mm. Um, because it's, uh, it's sort of like a, a conspiracy sort of like thriller mystery action mech show, yeah. I guess, throwing a little bit of like sci-fi magic and stuff as well. Mm. Like, yeah, yeah there was, there's lots going on to it. I thought you'd, I thought you might appreciate a different like style, especially compared mm. to like Trigun, for example, which is a little bit more straightforward, like, you know, slapstick action most of the time. Mm. Yeah, there's definitely a lot going on in it. There's a lot of concepts, there's a lot of things, lots of characters. Oh, and we should probably say that there's likely to be some spoilers in this. I'll, I don't know, we won't. Uh, we don't need to spoil things unnecessarily. But um, Yeah, but we'll almost end up talking about like plot points. Though. Yeah, exactly. And this is very much a series that hinges on some of its reveals and its twists. Definitely, definitely. My, my overall thing is that I really, really liked it. Um, Good. It's probably it's like what have i watched now if you think about the things i've watched i've watched neon genesis yeah cowboy bebop big wind up trigun i think that's the four that i've watched yeah and this is now the fifth i think this i think cowboy bebop is probably still my top Mm -hmm. top one but i think this now pips ava to second place nice bit more enjoyable than ava i think yeah it's easy to relax and watch that was that's the thing like i think as a piece of entertainment this is better in inverted commas like i think i think ava is like more thoughtful and interesting and and sort of like a you know piece of artwork Mm. (laughs) to like Mm. discuss and i think that this falls a little bit more in the like you know something actually interesting to watch i think the biggest standout thing for me with code gears was the general plot and to your point that you just said about twists Hmm. in terms of just you can watch an episode and you don't know what's going to happen and something interesting probably will happen 
and just things that you don't expect, things where you're like, how are you going to come back from that? Yeah. Um, sort of like, in some ways, it's t- to some extent, it's almost perhaps too much. Um, sort of like, I kind of compare to like, to Lost in that it's mm, like uh, where the plot, yeah, the plot just goes on and on for so long. You're like, how are they going to resolve this? How are you going to come back from this? How does this plus everything that has happened so far make sense? Mm. Like it's that like perpetual escalation, mm. which in some ways is good. And, and it is definitely one of the, 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 the show's real strong points. Sometimes you're a bit like, really? Like, like, can you really get like does this really all make sense have you really tied all of this up yeah like, it doesn't you know you're sort of there's definitely some suspensions of disbelief in particular i think the biggest one is between season one and two where it the season one ends and season two starts and there's a bit of a like half explained sort of people have had all their memories re you know rewritten mm. and and kind of everything's sort of slightly reset and then and then after a couple of episodes it's not and no one seems well, to really care about that <laughs> we'll tell like, you what, we'll, we'll get to that because yeah. <laughs> i feel like discussing some of the beats between the seasons is also quite an interesting thing to talk about mm. but we'll get there i think when we were yeah. jumping the gun a little bit yeah, on that yeah, one. yeah um but i'm really glad that you enjoyed it for the most part like yeah like you say i feel this is probably the show that is the most dramatic you've watched so far definitely definitely the most like, dramatic like you say a- ava is, is obviously quite dramatic but it's also very much like a thought piece as well yeah you know and there's once you sort of know different aspects of it you can look at it in different ways it's like yeah. cowboy bebop is a straight up you know adventure sort of good feels time most of the time yeah. you know it's got a good story to it but the story isn't the primary focus like the, the primary story between like say um Spike and Vicious, for example, is not the mm. is not the main point of the show most of the time. No, um, things like Big Wind Up were obviously a lot more relaxed, and then Trigun had a very thin story up until about halfway, two thirds of the way through yeah. the show as a whole. Anyway, whereas this is one continuous story from beginning to end. Yes, you know, um, it's very much uh, you you can't jump in halfway really without mm. missing a yeah. load of stuff going on, and yeah. you become invested in the characters as well and seeing what's going to happen. Mm. And I guess we I guess we should like summarize actually if you haven't seen it and you don't mind that you might get spoiled. Like the the summary of the story is that the main character Lelouch he is like a high school is it high school yeah i guess so yeah i guess it's high school is a kid because obviously he is because it's an anime um (laughs) and he gets he's like a secret prince right there's like Mm -hmm. the setting of the whole thing which is interesting and we can talk about some more is that there's kind of like a couple of big superpowers in the world it's kind of like a parallel like parallel universe type thing and the main one is britannia who are these kind of they're portrayed as as this evil sort of royalty based empire yeah there's lots of there's an emperor weirdly but then there's also like princesses like i don't know there's sort of like a mixture of stuff there um but yeah there's like a big kind of hierarchical sort of yeah it's uh, kind of like a royal family but with maybe like less emphasis on the initial bloodline relations maybe yeah i don't know exactly and then and he is a a secret prince of the of britannians and he's squirreled away he's sort of been like excommunicated because of his birth and things that happen and stuff and he's sort of hidden away in the arse end of nowhere in the world which is 
um, what we know as Japan. Yes. But, but it's been in, come to be known as Area 11 within yeah, the, exactly. the show because it's been taken over by the Britannian Empire and is very much nothing more than a vassal state now. Yeah, exactly. And it's because there's some kind of, there's sort of, it's not really touched on that much, but basically like they have a lot of the magical resource. The, like, yeah, the MacGuffin resource of the, sh- yes, exactly. Um, which powers loads of technology. And he accidentally gets into a situation now i'm trying to remember the very first episode gets into a situation with a bunch of terrorists like people who are like trying to liberate japan in inverted commas area 11 and he ends up there's this like weird girl with green hair and she gets killed in front of him like he ends up involved in the situation and she does he get shot as well? He's going to die, right? I think he wants... He, he's got her in his arms and she's just been yeah. shot in the head because she's just jumped in front of him to protect yeah. him from this bullet. And yeah. then in the process, she's like, do you want the power to sort of change everything? Yeah, exactly. And I think that the, the insinuation is that he's they're going to potentially kill him because of what he's seen. So it's like she can save him by giving him the... like And change the situation by giving him the power to essentially make people obey his command mm. like absolutely without mm. a without question and that's probably um, the show's like central premise like and that is there's that, lots yeah, of things going on like there's all the sci-fi stuff and there's the empire stuff and all that but the central premise is the main character lelouch has this ability to be able to order anyone to do one thing yeah. once yeah it only works only once per once. person and he has to have line of sight directly to their eyes to do yep. it um, but when he orders them to do that with the power of the gear, hence the, the name of the show, yeah, they have to obey. It's not like they, they don't want to, they have no choice. Like it is, yeah. it's a completely compelled thing to do. Yeah. And that can be as simple as in the first episode where he simply orders a load of soldiers to kill themselves and they do, yeah. or it can be something like obey my orders for the rest of time, which honestly feels a bit like the genie's whole, I wish for three more wishes. Um, mm. but yeah, you can kind of like be obedient to me. And then that's, that's kind of the end of it. And it compels them from there on. And it can be pretty loose about what you can order them to do as well. Like one of the central, points from sort of halfway through the first season onwards is one of the main antagonists i guess Mm. maybe um is that he's ordered to to live Mm. and as a result of it he has to do everything he can to stop himself from being killed which sometimes is good and sometimes is detriment to what's going on yeah so exactly yeah and the show really spent does spend a lot of time exploring that power and the way that lelouch uses it and his character he is this like genius person Mm. um he's a little bit like mary sue a little bit mary sue is that the right term yeah Yeah, no it is yeah he's a little bit like perfect in in the sense that like in some ways he isn't but it's like he is like a genius he can outthink everyone even though he's a kid and he's got this magical ability and like everyone listens to him and all of this kind of stuff and uh, like he's a chess prodigy which is kind of like a theme that runs through the whole thing is that yeah. he's like really into chess and he's he becomes this amazing military strategist and basically gets it he wants to overthrow the britannian empire mm-hmm. and now he's got this power he's like well now i'm gonna be able to bloody do it mate. Mm. like like i can make people obey my every command the, the chess parallel is great because in a sense he's now got the ability to move the pieces of the board 
Whereas, mm. say, beforehand, the emperor of Britannia, for example, already has the ability to move the pieces because he's the emperor. Yeah. So in a way, they both have the same power, but like one of them has the power because of his position. And now Lelouch has this power because of this magical ability. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it is almost like playing a game of chess with all these pawn pieces that you can move around at will. Yeah. The story just kind of continues from there, uh, escalating more and more over time. You know, Lelouch is like leading this band of, of rebels and... Yeah, it, it escalates. It escalates a lot. There are mechs. Did we say that there are mechs? There are mechs. There are mechs. <laughs> There's a lot of mechs. In the end, it's sort of like, without being too fine detailed, I'm trying to sort of avoid unnecessary spoilers. The story reminds me a little bit of a Final Fantasy game mm. in that it everything like keeps escalating until in the end, the enemy is like... God is like God thought, himself. Yeah, it's like thought himself. Thought itself is the end. You know, it's one of those like where yeah. it like just escalates and escalates, and you think this is the final boss. No, the final no. boss is your mind. <laughs> no, yeah, like, it does go that way, doesn't it? Like it really turns into that at the end. Like you're like, oh come on, like it's, it's that's <laughs> sort of like it's fine, it's fine. It's just it, it's just that is very like off the style, and it gets a bit. You know, like, I've put it down as one of the bad points. Again, maybe we're sort of jumping around a bit, but, like, sometimes it spends a little bit too long on the, like, metaphysical weird stuff. Because hmm. Lelouch's power is, like, part of a greater... There's, like, more stuff going on. Like, other people also have gias like yeah. this this power but it kind manifests of similar in related ways. powers yeah that aren't exactly. necessarily exactly the same like one person can freeze everyone and make them not see the passage yeah. of time someone else can make them can rewrite people's memories and you don't know who has this power like you know it's sort of un is uncovered throughout this throughout the show then you also have the green haired lady c2 and like she is immortal uh and then there's other people who are immortal as well and they're related to the the gias power like they've previously had gears mm. and then they transfer it to someone else in and they gain immortality in the process like it's there's, like there's a lot there's like going a on handover. in the show like because yeah. obviously you've got all the elements of the the sort of sci-fi drama between say the nation state mm. and you know the oppression of people trying to rise up against that yeah. then you've also got the sci-fi elements of say like the mechs and sort of like you know the the MacGuffin unobtainium resource yeah and then you've also got sort of like the the tensions between friends and between how mm. like they have you know similar goals with very different views about how to achieve those goals and then you've also got the all the underlying stuff with the magic of the gias and and the different people who can control that and and there's, there's a lot going on there and, is yeah. and amongst all that there's also a high school drama going on at the same yeah, time too. somewhere in between um, <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a lot the show is surprisingly good at managing them all as well i feel like mm. most of the time it doesn't feel like a mess there's a couple of times when it's like it can't quite decide what it, whether it wants to be a fairly serious show or a fairly silly show at times mm. but most of the time i feel like even though it's got all these different stories and all these different sort of like lore elements floating around it manages to balance them quite well like i never felt like that the say stuff with say area 11 and britannia and then the other superpowers was put to the wayside just because they wanted to tell more of a story about the magical side of things it always felt they were relatively interconnected quite well and that was i feel a strength of the show yeah it does feel like something that it's not quite there but it almost feels a little bit like it was written backwards in the sense that it does feel like you know like a lot of things tie together like it like you say there's a lot going on but they do actually they do like weave together most mm. of the time um, which I think works well. But yeah, there is a lot going on. 
Uh, I think that there's prob- for me. I think there was there was probably too much going on hmm. in the sense that particularly this kind of sci-fi mech battle stuff, which is just not really my thing. No, um, I mean we can we can touch on that as well because. Hmm. I am I, quite a big mech fan. I enjoy mechs. I enjoy those fight scenes. What I will say is that I feel they probably went too far with it by season two. Because mm. the mechs in the beginning of the show are relatively, air quotes, realistic. Mm. In the sense they're quite large machines, but they are still very much like machines. Yeah, they're like on wheels, aren't they? They've got you know, like these like wheel skating around. skateboard <laughs> type things, which is kind of a neat way of moving. Because like, yeah. in fairness, like human locomotion sort of like walking is, is quite complicated to make work and also be fast and effective but if there's roads everywhere why wouldn't you use wheels they make mm. sense right so i like that quote-unquote realism within the mechs and like the weaponry is again just kind of what you'd expect like they use like you know cannons and, and machine mm. guns and there's like these sort of like those slash hark and things which are sort of like you know reeled in grappling hook type things yeah. and it's all kind of realistic but then it slowly start adding in a more fantastical element to the sci-fi That's true. Yeah, you know like really they start adding some lasers <laughs> and you're like yeah. oh, okay i can maybe i can kind of get it but then by the end of the show like they're all flying they've all managed to start flying you yeah. know and like these two mechs are kind of the equivalent of like gundams now at this point where they yes. kind of do whatever the hell they want and yeah it's kind of cool but it kind of doesn't fit within the more serious like strategic drama of the war aspect yeah. of things you know especially yeah. when you consider like oh i have a, a control of this like you know ten thousand strong army of all these mechs and all these guns and all these you know different personnel but i have this one mech that can just beat them all in one move you know yeah it feels like having like a cheat code in a video game that you're not supposed to have almost yeah yeah you're definitely right like they're like there's a lot of like jargon of like mech names or weapon names or like f- energy field names and you're yeah. just like it, that's kind of ties back to it it's kind of a parallel to my point about things not resolving mm. in the sense or like things not things escalating and just not really mm. you know not really being tied together like you're just adding more and more random things to make these and the idea is clearly meant to be and i think maybe if it's particularly your thing you would like you would latch onto it but you can tell the idea is that it's sort of like it's almost like a collectathon of like mech technology mm. you know like it's like oh this one has this particular weapon or this one's yeah. this particular model of, of mech and you know things like that but they're just not really thought out enough and they all get thrown away so much or change yeah they, they also all look very similar like i'm not like they're not particularly compared to ava right like i i definitely imagined in my mind ava compared versus this in terms of mechs right because i felt like there was a lot of obviously there's going to be a lot of inspiration you know there's sort of this weird at one point i was like are you really going to go down the line of these mechs being conscious like there's a couple Mm. of points where it's like it's like attaching to the pilot and stuff Mm. like that and i was like oh this is turning into ava like yeah it's a very different style to what was presented at the beginning of the show where there are very much just vehicles but then the fancy ones aren't like there's clearly more to it like it's like oh we haven't got a pilot that can you know a device or whatever like someone who can operate this why does he specifically need to be the one to do it like yeah yes it's a it takes a skilled pilot to use it but that doesn't mean that it can't have another pilot yeah. but 
Yeah, and why do you and only have one of these amazing it, mechs? Like <laughs> it does feel. Yeah, there's a lot of that, isn't it? Like it's a lot of like, well, why have you only managed to get one? And yeah. why would you only ever have one pilot of that? that? That would be something that a whole team of people would be in control of. You yeah. Know, so you have fail safes built yeah. in, and and, it, and it's very, it's just very anime, isn't it? Like it's it like is. you know, it, it, there's a lot of like, like you said, there's a lot going on, and a lot of it is like is like sets of anime tropes like I, I haven't even watched that much anime and i know there's like there's the high school like you said there's the high school drama trope there's the like magical immortal immortal beings with green hair so this there's- is kind of interesting in that the story is is trying for so much more grand things but yet it seems to be very much rooted in its anime trope yeah like history true. uh and it feels like if it embraced one or the other, it'd probably be a stronger overall thing. Mm, mm. But because it it can't choose, like it, it wants to be super serious. We're talking about like rebel uprisings, and you know, you know, like the idea of like free thought being a dangerous element, and mm. that's all pretty interesting stuff. But then it also wants to have a high school festival episode, yeah, with the giant know? pizza, and it like, also exactly because it's a pizza. It's also sponsored by Pizza, pizza Hut, right? Hut, yeah. <laughs> Um, and it also wants to have it sort of like, you know, every 10 episodes, the main mechs have quite significant upgrades. Yeah. And that's the kind of thing you'd expect to see in sort of like a serialized anime that's going to be running for, say, like years mm. because they want to sell toys. Yeah. You know, you look at something like, and this is going back a bit, but you look at something like Transformers, right? Mm. The reason they killed off things like Optimus Prime, for example, in the film was because they didn't want to keep selling the same Optimus Prime toy. They wanted to sell new toys. Yeah. Which is almost feeling like what they're trying to do in this, but mm. they it's a short two series long contained story so i don't see what the point of that would have mm, been yeah. other than like you say to just simply gratify the people that really love that element of things and it just doesn't feel as satisfying the first time that the two main mechs the gurin and the lancelot get the upgrades they're like oh wow that's super cool like you know one's now clearly superior to the other and how are they going to manage that and everything but then it's like every other every other episode. It feels like they're getting quite significant upgrades. to The point of ridiculousness. Yeah, you couldn't. I couldn't follow it as well. I couldn't really tell what was like changing. If that makes sense. Mm. Like it's like you know. Yeah, like you say. Like it's like okay, now they're flying and whatever things like that. But like, yeah, it was just a bit. It's definitely the weakest bit for me. Like the the sort of the the mech battle side of things. I would also argue as well that, for the most part, season one is infinitely better than season two. Hmm. Um, I feel like you, you touched on it towards the beginning of the show in that the transition period between season one and season two was pretty rough. And yes. I feel like that was because they weren't brave enough to basically say, you have to watch season one, right? Because the first like three or four episodes of season two are almost like reset recaps yeah. like okay let's reset everything so that people can get on board with it from the beginning without having to watch season one and if you haven't seen it it doesn't matter you know you're on board but then it just slows everything down to a, to a grind and especially if you're going from one to the other straight away like you would have done mm. you know for me there was like a year's gap between it or whatever it was you know mm. in fact it was more than that i think it was like a year and a half gap whereas like for yourself going from the end of season one which is a pretty cool cliffhanger moment to season two where there's sort of nothing really going on for quite a long time like yeah i think the big reveal is at the end of episode three or something yes i actually thought that i i was like have i missed did i miss an episode like, yeah like- <laughs> 
and, and then some of the things that they added and changed, I just didn't mm. quite like as much. And season two just didn't feel quite as cohesive as the story of season one. And, and the ridiculousness of the mechs got a little bit more over out in the way. Uh, and some of the character designs became even more anime tropey as well. Mm. Uh, like I, I understand that he's an anime, so they're going to have anime style designs. And also, one of the interesting things is that the the character design is very unique as well. Yeah. Um, it's got that very sort of like bishonen, beautiful boy look. You know, mm. like all the, all the men are sort of like you know tall and and thin and beautiful. You know, it's got that very sort of beautiful style to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the designs got really silly. I feel in season two, like some of the designs for both men and women were both pushed to. The, to the, to the zenith of ridiculousness, mm. um, and I don't know. I just I really liked the the whole uh, the story as a whole. The way it ended, personally, I really liked. Um, mm. I thought the ending was very clever. I thought it was a really good ending. Like they managed to cap off everything quite nicely. Yeah, but I don't know. It just feels like season one was, was so much more of an enjoyable ride because it had a very much more grounded story like there were clear battles they were fighting and there were clear objectives they were trying to achieve with very limited resources and yeah like how he was going to use his powers kind of like you know innovatively but also in a way that's not gonna put him in jeopardy yeah i think i know what you mean i think i enjoyed both thinking back i'm trying to remember like it's having what you know it's a lot of episodes to watch i think i enjoyed both seasons pretty equally actually despite the fact that i had quite a long pause in season Mm. two i think that yeah i think i enjoyed the story as a whole i think that it was definitely a like faltering step going from season one to season two Mm. where they sort of like introduce some new characters and you know you're a bit like how on earth did you even manage to explain like the end of like how how is this all gonna tie together Mm. i think it once it gets going like you say you know by episode three or whatever you're like okay this is the this is how the story's going to go. Um, yeah, it does get more and more ridiculous. That's where more of the metaphysical weirdness comes in as well. Mm. And I also kind of, I think I quite enjoyed that in in some aspects. One of the things that I quite enjoyed about season two, however, was how it sort of expanded the world a little bit and introduced some of the other superpowers. Mm. Like it introduced like the, the Chinese Federation, yeah. I think it was called. Yeah, yeah. Um, and how that sort of like, it, it would be included in, in this big grand story, like because season one is very much focused exclusively in Japan, yeah, uh, in Area Eleven, and that that sort of like rebel uprising against the Britannian Empire. Mm. Whereas in season two, it feels very much like a war is brewing between these superpowers, and mm. the, it's almost like a proxy war. Like chi- the, the Chinese Federation is utilizing the rebel uprising within Japan as a means mm. of attacking Britannia, and I like that element of things as well because it introduced a. It, it felt more legitimate in the sense that this is really what would happen. Like, you know, giant superpowers would utilize these events to their own ends. And yeah, mm. that, that that felt quite good as well, which maybe that's just kind of t- telling of what I enjoyed about the story of like, I like the political elements of things a lot. Mm. Like I like the sort of political machinations of the different leaders and like seeing the backstabbing was always really good. Like, for example, um, spoilers, extra spoilers, um, Schneisel, his brother, was like mm. really a really good bad guy to me. He mm. was a far more enjoyable bad guy than the main emperor himself, in my opinion, which yeah. I thought was a bit dry and a little bit one note. Yeah. Whereas he was like, he he's kind of the the same as Lelouch in the sense he was always sort of you know conniving and, and mm. scheming, and it was always really good to see them sort of like you know outthink each other. You know, it was really mm. enjoyable. Like, oh, well, I outsmarted your outsmarting sort of sort of yeah. meme, you know. It reminds me of something that I also really liked, which is that I feel like you never really know which is the which is the good side, right? Yeah, you never, you yeah. never really 
like you watch some of the things that Lelouch does and you're like this isn't okay yeah like, that's you're doing things thing. <laughs> because he he's like i'm stealing this from from an analysis somewhere else but like his utmost belief is that the end justifies the means yeah absolutely. Right? like that's his thing like it's like it doesn't matter how many people die or what i do which is very much the sort of the main relationship between him him and suzuku which yeah, is very exactly. much the opposite in that he believes that like there's no point in achieving those goals if you do it in the wrong way yeah like he's like absolute suzuku is absolutely lawful good right like yeah. it's like, he must do kind of all like right chaotic things. good yeah exactly and and i really enjoyed that i really liked that i would like question i was questioning throughout the whole thing even even right at the end yeah i'm like i don't know who's the like who's who's good in this in this mm. story like like what was britannia actually good all along you know you, yeah. you never really know for sure the whole time like because oh, both sides just do so many bad things mm. and would <laughs> like, the general population have been better without this upheaval sort of yeah thing. like it'd yeah. be better with neither of them you know yeah. like <laughs> Uh, which is really good you know it's really nice to not i i think that it feels like anime or not anime video games films books you know you have so much it's so much good versus evil right it's so much like the protect you know the main person is the good guy Mm -hmm. and you're on their side and there were times when i'm like i am not on lelouch's side (laughs) yeah he's not a good guy here yeah like he's doing things that i'm like you did this not you do not do that like (laughs) Which I think is is really great because it, it engages you more. It makes you think more. Although, and not to be too negative towards the end of the episode, but that it makes it a lot more jarring when you get like a you know a boob bounce scene in the high school. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's that's. Uh, it's very I, I, sometimes the yeah. series struggles to keep a tone going. Yeah, it's not so bad to have those different elements like we've already discussed, but maybe choose better moments to have them and, and yeah. try and sort of maintain a, a sense of tone at different times. Yeah, agreed. It's, it's but there's a there's a summary point there, isn't there, which we've made a lot throughout this in that it just doesn't there's a lot of there's a lot of tropiness. There's a lot of like it not really knowing exactly it trying too many things at once. Yeah, it's trying to achieve too many anime tropes whilst also trying to do something maybe a little bit different and interesting, which yeah. is actually a really good thing, but it maybe doesn't have enough confidence in that to stay the course. Yeah exactly it's like um there's a lot of fan service right like Mm. there's a there's in the in the show and from from reading around about like the ecosystem of code gears in the sense that there's also video games and manga and there's like summary movies and Mm -hmm. you know all of this kind of stuff my understanding is that a lot of that other stuff is also fans is very strongly fan service yeah like like a whole bunch of it isn't canon um you know it like some of the i think maybe some of the mangas are not can like are not yeah, a lot really of them, like, considered spin-offs like, and they're just sort yeah. of like side works to enjoy and, yeah and that like that makes a lot of sense right when you watch the main show and you see some of this stuff that with you know some of the like heavy tropiness some of the you know sort of like things where you're like that doesn't feel like it fits in this overall thing it makes sense that they've also you know made lots of video games and non-canon bits and pieces mm. all over the place because it's like yeah you you wanted to like squeeze that into the main show as well you know you wanted to squeeze in the giant pizza making contest at the school and you know everyone wear all the characters wearing bunny costumes and stuff and you're like yeah 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 i I guess in a way code gears was almost a 
a victim of its own success because it was an anime original as well like it's not based on any works ahead of time and it feels like it was created because they wanted to do something a bit different but then it did really well like well how can we market this more yeah exactly because it was so successful right yeah it's hugely successful and it just it feels like had maybe it done not as well maybe it'd been better ironically um yeah (laughs) yeah no you're absolutely right i think i think it it does feel like a victim of its own success for sure at times you know you you like you said about like transformers you know like killing off characters so you can sell more toys like mm-hmm. you sort of feel that sometimes in this not killing characters off but just I mean, in to put general. it into perspective i actually own three code gears like mech models <laughs> you know like i own two two types of guren and one type of shunkuro right. right you know like and i have them on display yeah uh then that just sort of tells you everything you need to know like and i'm certainly not the target audience for that you know like the target yeah. audience will be sort of like the 20 to 30 year old japanese salary men who has a lot of disposable income for that exact thing that they want to spend their money on right exactly. uh, you know so that's why they do it and because it makes them a lot of money in the process yeah so it's almost i guess this my sort of summary feeling is definitely like massively enjoyed it would would definitely recommend it mm you do need to be ready for some of the anime-ness <laughs> um and i think that the 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 overall story the the devices it uses the characters in it the the plot and the experience is is all really really strong and i think the the mechanism in the way that it is delivered hmm. sometimes falls short and i think that is sort of my that is my summary of it i guess <laughs> no i think that's a really good summary and it sounds like you've taken away from it very similar sort of feelings that i have despite the 13 mm. year gap yeah. between having yeah. watched them interesting uh, which is kind of cool uh, i think the show's aged pretty well as well like oh it, i it, think it's if, aged really well yeah if absolutely. it sounds even remotely interesting to you it is definitely worth watching um like it doesn't necessarily have like the smoothest animation all the time it's a little bit like what you'd expect from a mid-2000s anime which is starting to rely quite heavily on cg but the mechs actually look pretty good. They move pretty nicely. Everything looks very clear as to what it's supposed to be, um, you know, and it still looks quite nice. It's colourful. It's bright. The, the 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 voice actor quality is fantastic. It's you very colourful. Like, there's a lot yeah. of, like, you know, like, people with purple eyes and stuff like that. Yes, like it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, so I, I recommend checking it out, and obviously Jal does too. But the yeah, absolutely. It, so. No, definitely. Um, season one you can watch on netflix as well um so you can you know we looking around couldn't really find apart from blu-rays it's difficult seems to be difficult to get hold of the second season yeah uh, in the uk at least um but you can watch the first season on netflix which as we pointed out is like you know to your point you you sort of think it's the strongest season anyway and so you know you it's seems like pretty sensible to be able to just watch a few episodes of that I think on Netflix. once you've seen the first three episodes of the show if you like it you're gonna like it if you don't like yes. it then probably leave it because definitely because I feel it's a the lot first, of the same <laughs> it is a lot of the same stuff like the first three episodes introduce some of the high school element it introduces the the gears aspect of things yeah. it introduces some of like the military strategy side of things and the mech stuff and then that's it you know it, yeah. it kind of gives you everything you're going to expect for the rest of the show in the first three episodes so for an hour and a bit of your time it's worth checking out if you're mm. interested i think it has the strongest first episodes of any of the animes i've watched so far by mm. a long shot like by an absolute like mile mm. <laughs> it's such a strong i remember watching it even though it was the second time i'd seen it because you'd showed it to me before and i was like amazing i can't wait to watch the yeah, rest of this yeah, yeah, you know yeah. like it it's like you, yeah. it's such a good you know pilot style like you're like oh my god like i want to watch the rest of this so check it out i'm yeah, glad you absolutely. enjoyed it as well um what have you got lined up for me next so the next one that? 
yeah, no, we can talk about that now, like, and give our listeners a little little teaser. We're going to go for a very different show again, and mm-hmm. this time it's going to be very much the antithesis of anime tropes. There's there's practically no traditional tropes in this one. Okay, um, but we're going for what's a show called Mob Psycho One Hundred. Okay, and now this is a much more modern show. This only mm-hmm. came out a few years ago, and season mm-hmm. two only came out last year, so it's a lot. Uh, more recent uh, and you'll be happy to know it's only 12 episodes um, Great. for season one <laughs> um, I haven't even watched season two myself yet um, season one is uh, is the one that we're going to watch and I'll be interested to see what you think about it because it's a very different show to what you've been experiencing so far Okay. Um, so it's going to be a bit of a different discussion I feel so I'm quite mm. looking forward to that one nice okay sounds good uh but if you think we've missed a point on kokios because there are elements of the show that we haven't touched on mm-hmm. um for example the, the whole sections with like the, the other gearish users and mm-hmm. the way in which they interact with each other and their history we didn't really touch on and you know all that kind of stuff or if you think maybe we've like you know missed the boat and we, you know we've definitely undersold it then do let us know uh let us know what your opinions on kokius are if you have any yeah, or if you absolutely. have any suggestions on series that jal should also watch do oh, tell yeah. us that as well because don't get me wrong i've got a good knowledge but not as much as the internet has yeah absolutely let us know um you can send us an email show at octal.fm or a tweet at octal.fm on twitter or facebook facebook.com forward slash octal.fm mm-hmm yeah, and that was a good show. I've been looking forward to talking about this one because it's a series mm. that I've like, you know, had in, had in the back of my mind for a long time. So mm. having someone to sort of discuss my thoughts and feelings with it's been it's been really good. Yeah, very good. And in the meantime, I've been Gelada and I've been Saffron. And catch us again for another episode of Octal FM very soon. Yeah, I don't. <coughs> exactly. I mean, listen to you. You're coughing yeah. like an old man. <laughs>